Let's get to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Indeed, indeed, indeed. President's Day. Hope you're having a good one. Jim Rodriguez here with Mark Drumheller. It's BetQL Daily, presented by the good folks at BetMGM. You can listen to us on the Odyssey app, watch the show on Twitch, uh, YouTube as well, and of course you can follow us on X at BetQL Daily. All week long, we're back at it. Total sides, props, and assorted shenanigans. And of course, uh, Joe and Aaron, they are off this week. Well-deserved rest, so we are back for some more uh, tomfoolery with my buddy, of course, Mark Drumheller. How you feeling, my friend? I'm doing good, Jim. Excited to be on with you. You know, today and tomorrow, it's going to be a lot of fun. Great weekend. Listen, it's funny, Jim, and I wonder what your perspective is. I feel like I just got out of a relationship with the NFL, and now I got all these options, right? I'm going out. I got the NHL looking at me. NBA's buying me drinks. You know, NASCAR. We got everything going on. Golf, the Genesis was crazy, and I feel like I'm getting pulled in all these different directions. And then we got March Madness around the corner. I'm wondering if I'm going to have to settle back down soon. Yeah, you know, I've always wondered, like, you know, when you've been in that relationship and now you're single and now you're going on, you're tasting a little NHL and hanging out with the NBA and, oh, I'm going to go have a weekend with the – sometimes, though, maybe the NFL is really what we needed at the end of the day because (laughs) because the NBA, and let's start there, was the classic example of – that new girl at the office or that new girl and, and you know, that, that you meet at school and you, and you, and she's gorgeous and there's all this hype. And then you go out on a date and you realize not much there, right? It, it, it was a snooze fest, 200 (laughs) points for the East Dame made history. Doc rivers didn't blow a game as a head coach. And yet we're still griping. Is it just too many old guys yelling at clouds, Mark? I think a little bit. I think a lot of it comes down to expectation. And I think the NBA brought this on themselves. Like, you know, Adam Silver trying to fix the All-Star game, make it more competitive. And and when you go out with public statements like that, that you're going to change expectations. But there was no way I thought that this was going to be any different than any other game. Um, you know, I played over, you know, on the total um you know betting wise four and three made a little bit of scratch but you know we kept the shop open that's really all you can ask for you know and when you're betting into an all-star game where a lot of it's just narrative but I I just don't know if it to me it's a matter of expectation I'm not sure there's a fix do you really want these guys playing competitive I think everybody does until Giannis goes down with an injury or until you know uh what if SGA went down with an injury right all these years Oklahoma City had to wait to build this team and then something like that would happen. So I I think it's just a matter of expectation. Do we need to fix the game or should we just accept it for what it is? It's going to be a bunch of guys, you know, pulling up, taking some jumpers, some logo shots and calling it a night. Yeah. Dame Lillard, of course, the MVP first guy ever to win the three point contest and the MVP of the all-star game in the same weekend. And I guess I didn't have as much of an issue with the all-star game because you're right, Mark. It is what it is. I did bet. uh, I did bet the West only because I was betting against doc more than anything else. I know (laughs) I'm a bit of a hater there, but you know, what are you going to do? But I guess the issue that I had was the, 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 
the Saturday is, is so much better than Sunday now. And, and I don't know how to fix Sunday, mm-hmm. but Saturday and I'm in South Florida and I'm certainly not a heat honk or anything like that, but the judging at the slam dunk competition was dicey, dicey <laughs> to say the least. I mean, I, 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 I took for, for, for reference, I took Jaime Jaquez Jr. To win the dunk contest. I don't have a problem that Mac McClung repeated. I don't have a problem with it, but the, the, the judging seemed a little off. And if you're going to have people bet on this thing, and maybe I'm the schmuck for betting on, on the slam dunk competitions. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I just felt, I felt a little dirty after watching that all-star game after that slam dunk competition. Yeah. Whenever you have judging, there's a human element. Like I'm a big UFC guy. So I'm used to kind of getting some crazy scorecards with the judges, right? That's nothing new to me. And there's nothing worse than, you know, when you're betting into a big favorite and, the judging doesn't go your way. But no, I understand that completely. But maybe they make it more interactive. You know, maybe they make, you know, let the fans judge it. You know, they, they could, there's a lot of different options, especially with technology. But um, they have to find ways to make it more creative and make it more fun. And because you're not going to get the, uh, the players to participate, you know, in this if it isn't, you know, appealing to them. So how do we make it appealing for the players so we get some of the stars in there that we want to see? We know Jalen Brown was in it this year, but obviously we'd want more star power in there. Um, you know, it, just more more good players in there. And and I think if they can find ways to do that, you know, make it maybe make the let the fans judge it. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I agree with you. It was a little dicey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you're in the UFC world. I'm in the boxing world. So yes, we, we there was some Adelaide Bird going on there. Judges it, aren't it, perfect. It, it, <laughs> It, it, it was it was a little rough there and and of course obviously the the other the other big thing obviously that came out of this is Steph versus Sabrina and then obviously I'm sure uh, Kenny the Jit Smith is in some sort of uh you know uh, management training HR session after his comments this week so we'll we'll leave Kenny uh, to to the HR department for for a couple of weeks all right so from the from the pro game to the college game. And sure enough, Mark, sure enough, the NCAA puts out their top 16, top four in each region, Purdue's the number one overall seed, and they go out and they poop the bed at Ohio State. A little early for Purdue to be to be, to be be doing this to us, no? I know. What a weekend. Like, just when you look at it from the perspective of what UConn did to Marquette and what happened to Purdue against Ohio State, it's crazy. But it's the same thing with Purdue, right? Like, the guard play wasn't there. And this year, the guards have been better. So I think that led a lot of people um, to a lot of hope. But I think we saw, if they're not going to get solid guard play, like, what can happen, right? That there's a, a very low, low floor with this team. And that's why we get so concerned when it comes to March, right? Because a team with a low floor is going to run through adversity in March. You can't get out of March without adversity. And it, it didn't look good. Shot 33% from three. You know, Lawyer one for seven from three. Uh, Jones, I think, was like three for 11. So um, they didn't shoot the, uh, you know, they, they didn't shoot well from outside and they, they couldn't get it done. But it's very, very disappointing. Me and PJ were on last week and we were just like, we cannot get there. Like Purdue has to show me proof of concept in March before I invest my money on them. Yeah, per- Purdue tournament 
disorder. I think PTSD is what we got. Purdue <laughs> tournament stress disorder. No doubt about it. That you know, new head coach at Ohio State. Talk about making a splash, uh, beating the beating a, a top ten team. But then UConn showing that why they why they make the claim as being the number one overall uh, defending champs made a stain on the wall that was Marquette. So UConn five to one now at BetMGM to win the whole thing. Purdue is now uh, second at plus 650. Uh, is there anybody better than UConn, Mark? I don't think there is. I I, I don't I don't think there is. I don't think anyone's going to beat this team. I, I'm convinced now that this is just the part of the season, like we saw last year, where UConn just obliterates everything in their way all the way through March, and we sit there in March like, are they really going to do it again? And if you ask me today, I think they're really going to do it again. I think, you know, 5-1 to one is a decent value here to, to take wow. them to win the tournament again. They just look like there's such a gap between them and everybody else especially like as long as Klingon is healthy, you can't make layups against this defense. Your teams are shooting like 30% on layups against this team. So how are they going to be? How, how is anyone going to beat them? I think it's interesting. Like I was looking today, like you can get, like if you shop around different prices, you know, you can get like UConn to win the tournament. You parlay it with KC to win the Super Bowl, right? Patrick Mahomes wins with an awful roster this year. So, you know, they're only going to be better. I know they might lose Snead, but uh, you can get that for like in the 44 to one range. You know, if you want to add in Boston to win the East, right. It goes up to like 95 to one. So um, when there's a team this dominant, there's a lot of different ways to attack it. But I do think that this is it. Like everyone else is playing. Like if you're betting futures, I think you should be betting UConn or you should be betting conference futures because I do think that they're the best team by a pretty wide margin. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Blue Bloods, and it was great to see the one score that jumped out at me this weekend was Kentucky going to Auburn yeah. and just slamming the brakes on Auburn's offense. I mean, I mean that game was in the 180s. Uh, the, the, the total in that game was supposed to be in the 180s, and Auburn just scores 59 points at home against Kentucky. Have we sort of grossly exaggerated the Wildcats' demise? They're 25 to 1 at a bet MGM to win the whole thing. I know it's a long shot, but I think Kentucky couldn't be making a problem for some people. Yeah, I got my eye on them because I really like, you know, defensively what they're doing, right? It's a lot of, you know, the effort, they've cranked it up, the intensity, higher motor, right? They're getting after the ball, forcing turnovers. And then Onyenso underneath is, is just, you can't get inside on him. So the way he's playing, um, I think is really making a difference. And that's it. They went bigger and they kind of, you know, shifted their identity a little bit and it's making them more physical. And we saw it against Auburn. I was shocked. I mean, I was on Auburn overs. I was on game total over, even though it was up at 180. Uh, got that game completely wrong. We gave a little back. You know, we don't just take money. Sometimes we give it back. And that was one that I got wrong. I got completely wrong. I'll admit it. Uh, Kentucky showed up. The key is, though, when you when you have a team like Kentucky, who you have, if you have to ask yourself multiple times during the season, like, is this where the light switch comes on? Is this team really back? That's a signal that consistency is a problem, right? And the mm -hmm. hardest area to be consistent is on defense because, again, it's intensity, it's motor, it's effort. That's a lot that goes into it. Sure, there's scheme, athletic ability, all that plays into it. But are they going to consistently be able to, to crank it up like this? Now that their back's against the wall, we're seeing it. But in March, you know, different vibes, right? So we'll have to see how that plays out. I have my eye on them. I'm not ready to buy in yet. You guys show me. You got to do it a couple more times. But uh, Kentucky 
definitely an interesting team. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 an interesting situation, and that, that's what I love about college hoops, in the sense that it's not like the NF, it's not like college football, where if a team, you know, if if, if Kentucky were in in the football realm. You know, we would have. That's it. There's no shot of them winning a national championship. There's no way they're mm-hmm. going to the. You know, they're going to the pinstripe bowl, and and that's it. <laughs> but now, all of a sudden, you know, you start thinking, well, maybe twenty-five to one. Maybe you know, you never know. It's a tournament. Whoever's getting hot at the right time, because that's the whole idea is is to get hot at the right time. Purdue's obviously on the other end of that. Um, now, my other question for you. Uh, getting back to the UConn Marquette game, what does this do for Marquette? Sometimes. You, you you win by losing and all the hype on Marquette deservedly so, but all of a sudden to sort of get like a serious reality check after going up against UConn, where does that leave uh, Marquette? I think long-term it's fine, you know, cause I believe everybody is going to get blasted by UConn. So it's not, it's not going to make much of a difference. I think going into the next game, I, I think it's hard getting yourself off the mat after getting beat like that. So um, I thought some interesting developments over the weekend. I think we could see the market struggle to properly rate Ohio State after that game against Purdue, right? How do you rate them now? The new coach steps in, they beat Purdue. It's like, who are they, right? So um, there could be some value in maybe playing against Ohio State and also playing against Marquette, right, after that. But, I mean, they – you know they had this game circled on the calendar. You know that they were up for this game. Like, this was everything to them. The win streak didn't matter. They wanted to have a good showing here, and they got smoked. And there's just an emotional toll that that takes. Sometimes you can't shake that off, you know, right in your next game. So um, I wouldn't expect a bounce back here. I'd play against Marquette. I'd play against Ohio State. Um, you know, and I think that's pretty much how I would attack those two teams. Yeah, and Wisconsin, who was the fourth uh, seed in the East, according to the NCAA, after their selection committee. Now, this was all released before the games on Saturday. They go on and they lose as well. I I don't know. When I looked at it, I thought Wisconsin being there was a little high, and maybe Wisconsin is showing us, a la Denny Green, who they really are. Yeah, yeah. So, again, not not a lot of consistency out of Wisconsin. And that's a team you just – you have to keep your eye on, you know. But – Some of these teams are tough as we get down to it. I'll be interested to see, you know, how they perform in those conference tournaments. You know, when we get to there, we get to the conference tournaments, see how they play. And I think that'll give you kind of a little bit of an idea of of what they are. But, yeah, Wisconsin, definitely, um, you know, a little bit of a letdown this weekend. Yeah. Well, listen, we're just getting started with Mark Drumheller. I'm Jim Rodriguez. It's BetQL Daily here, presented by BetMGM. We've got PJ Glasser. He's going to join us at 11 o'clock. We're going to go over some golf. Uh, We're going to go over some more college hoops. PJ is always the man of that stuff. We're going to talk to Michael Leboff from the Big Lebowski immediately friend of the show with that kind of X handle. We're going to break down the NHL and of course, MLB dream will be breaking down all the free agents. Spring training starts this week. Mark, we're like two weeks away from opening day in Korea with the Dodgers and the Padres end of March, you know, is, 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 is ready to go two weeks till spring training starts with Dodgers and Padres. We're about a month away from opening day in Korea. It's going to be wild, but first, MLB free agents. We're 39 days to opening day. Scott Boris clients are starving. Will they ever eat again? We'll get into that next <laughs> on Bet <laughs> on Bet MGM's BetQL Daily.
We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.